0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Pete Waltz. Well, today's a special day. It's Tuesday. And on the Employment Matters podcast, that means Travel Tuesday. For those that follow us, you know that each week we get the chance to dial in our members from all around the world who share with us some important things we need to know about doing business in their jurisdiction. Today, we're going to be learning more about doing business in the fabulous country of Italy. I'm pleased to welcome to the show, Michele Bignami and Francesca Patau, partners at Advent NCTM. Michele and Francesca, I'm excited to get started on today's program, so let's get rolling. Michele, I want to start with you. Let's talk about the general overview of Italy, the economy, something about the population, demographics, government structure, things you think are important for our audience to know.
1: Thank you for having us today. Italy, as you know, is in the middle of continent Europe, and it is one of the largest continental countries in terms of population. The national language is Italian, but business English is commonly spoken in this country. As you know, Italy goes from the Alps down into the middle of the Mediterranean Sea, close to the African coasts. It has, therefore, a northern part and a southern part that are very different. This is something that everybody must be aware of. Italy is a parliamentary republic with a government that is elected by the parliament every five years. The president is a guarantor of the dependence of the three main functions, legislative, executive, and judiciary ones, and is the chief of the army. He is elected every seven years. Italy has a population of 59.1 million people, and the population is divided as follows. 13% is aged less than 15 years. 23.76 is 75 or over. So we are a pretty old country. In January 2023, the employment rate was 60%. And there is still a big difference between the rate of employment in the north compared to the south. The north part of Italy is one of the richest areas in Europe, if not in the world, while the south part is pretty depressed. Italy has a diversified economy and it was ranked the third largest position in the Eurozone and is in the eighth position in the world classification. The nominal GDP in 2021 is $2.1 trillion and has economic gap between the North and the South, as I said. The vast majority of employers are small and medium-sized companies, 90% of them, with a relatively limited number of large companies and very few international champions, as we call them, such as Fiat Alfa Romeo Ferrari, Ferrero Group, Benetton, E&I, and a few others.
0: Well, thanks, Michele, for that really thorough overview of what Italy is all about. Francesca, welcome to the show. I'm anxious to hear from you. Tell us about some of the key industries that are in Italy.
2: Hi, Peter. Thanks for having me today. The industrial section as a production of goods, it accounts for about 29% of our national incomes and is dominated by engineering, fashion, industrial design, wood and food sector. I would also add that uh, Italy is indeed manufacturing excellence, which makes it a leader in Europe and the sixth largest in the world, which is also impressive if you think that we are just 60 million people country. The sector is mainly composed by small and medium-sized enterprises, which make up more than 90% of the Italian companies. Italy ranks second in Europe for turnover to GDP ratio in the design sector, Milan, which is where we are, as one of the highest concentration of design school in the world, and more than 25% of company working in that sector. The most notorious industry in Italy is clean fashion which has not the greatest relevance in terms of turnover or number of employees, but has made Italy famous throughout the world and contributed to the role of Italy as a key exporter.
0: Thanks, Francesca. That's excellent. Michele, let's bounce back to you, and then let's talk more about some of the labor employment issues our clients need to know about. So tell us about if I'm going to re- employ someone locally in Italy, what are some of the key structural issues we're going to run into? Are there works councils? Do you have unions, EEOC? What types of things do we need to
1: look for? First of all, we don't have to record major changes in the last 12 months. That is good news for us. If one wants to make business in Italy, he must, let's say, appoint a branch or establish limited liability subsidiary. There is no room for rep office that are inspected very quickly by our tax authorities and labor inspectors. Then, after establishing your presence, your permanent establishment, you have to select a collective bargaining agreement. Almost 99.9% of the employers do make reference to a collective bargaining agreement. Other choices are not advisable. Most of the topics are, as a matter of fact, contain such documents. And i uh, give you very few examples. The probation period, its length, the number of holidays, sick leave, notice period, and many other, let's say, topic typical of an employment agreement. There are some optional provisions, such as IP clauses and non-compete undertakings. The only exception to that is when you want to draft an employment agreement for top managers. These kind of agreements are tailor-made because they contain sophisticated provision concerning their stock options and the golden parachutes. As a matter of fact, the employment is regulated by the law, by the collective bargaining agreement, and by some, let's say, customary market conditions. There is no right of equal treatment in this country, but discrimination is not permitted. The difference is light, but it is still existent. There is no possibility, this is very important for U.S. investors, to foreclose unions. Unions, in fact, are a natural part of the negotiation of an employment agreement trying to prevent the unions to have a role in a company would lead to an anti-trade union behavior and ultimately to criminal sanctions important also is to know that we have a little flexibility in the use of fixed term agreements and also a limited flexibility in terminating employees as a matter of fact you can terminate an employee only for two reasons for disciplinary reasons or for what we call economic reasons, including not only the need to cut costs, but also redundancies that are the consequence of the organization.
0: So Francesca, I'd like to ask this question of all of our members when we go through their jurisdiction. There's a balance always between, would you say the business climate is leaning more towards the businesses or pro-business, or are there more benefits catering to the employee or pro-employee? So in your mind, Is Italy leaning more pro-business or more pro-employee? What do you think?
2: It's a very difficult assessment. Business climate in Italy can vary depending on the industry. We're talking about the region, the economic condition. But let's say that the country is pretty known for having a high regulated labor market and a relative pro-employee business climate. Our legislation has been traditionally based on job security. An employer must expect, uh, when entering the market in Italy, to have strict regulation on working conditions, especially working time, benefit and protection for the employees. that are also given by national collective bargaining agreements that are broadly applied in our country. The first impression could be that there is a lack of flexibility in entry and exit in the market. Actually, on the other hand, we see that things have been changing over the last years. As Italy has taken further steps in trying to reduce bureaucracy, to streamline some process, including the judiciary proceeding and system, and to be, let's say, more friendly towards employers and more friendly towards business, especially reducing regulatory burdens and trying to incentivize in also very effective ways by funding and by tax breaks for the investment and startup companies. In a nutshell, I would say that doing business in Italy may be challenging challenge at times. It requires support for navigating those challenges in an effective way. But we need also to count on the bright side, the idea that there is the presence of very relevant business opportunities and availability of very skilled workforce recognized worldwide.
0: Well, that's a great answer. Thanks. Michaeli. let's wrap this up with you. And obviously, you know, our members are all around the world and many clients are transferring expats from one country to the other. And depending on the part of the region of the world we're in, that can either be difficult or very simple. So give us a sense of the cross-border business opportunities in Italy. What are some of the immigration standards? Is it difficult to get there? Do you have programs for expats? Fill us in, if you would.
1: Well, new employers are always welcome in this country. and No particular restriction on their nationality, with the only exception of very specific industries that have been classified of national strategic relevance. Their life is more difficult when they want to leave the country. Last year, the new rules were introduced by the current government, trying to impose limitation on the possibility to leave the country. Eventually, this rule will be scrutinized by the European Court of Justice. I'm afraid they will be invalid. As far as immigration is concerned, of course, if you are a citizen of member state of the European Union, there are no particular problems. If you are a citizen of a country that is not part of the Union, then you are subject to quota. Every year, there are quotas that are set forth by the government. There are two major exceptions to quotas. The first one is when you are a highly skilled employee And therefore, there is a sort of red carpet for you. You have to fill especially, let's say, forms, but life is easier for you. And if you are a very rich person, rich persons are always very welcome in this country, like in many others. The Italian government has introduced tax advantages for those who have decided to change their residence and their working domicile in Italy. And many managers of multinational groups have recently moved to Italy just to enjoy these advantages. Well, this
0: has been a very interesting discussion. A lot of us know Italy very well, but we don't know the details about what it's like to work there, what it's like to employ people there. And we really appreciate your insight there. It's been a great discussion. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks to you. Thanks a lot, Pete. If you'd like to connect with Michaela or Francesca, you can find their bios by clicking on their names in the description of this podcast. Also, visit us at ELA.law to receive invitations to upcoming webinars, download our white papers, or get access to the on-demand content in the online library. You can also access the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Pete Waltz. Thanks so much for listening.